Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome back to After Reality. It's your host, Courtney Robertson here. We've got an action-packed episode for you today. I figured since Golden Bachelor wasn't on this week, we should dish about it and we should talk all things Golden Bachelor finale. And who better else to do that with than Reality Steve, the one and only. Not to worry, this is a spoiler-free episode, but we have a fun chat. We talk about his thoughts on the Golden finale. Uh, We dish about Leslie going on Bachelor Happy Hour, spilling the beans on what was said in the overnight suites. That didn't take very long. And uh, by the way, congratulations are in order to Gary and Teresa. That was a really sweet ending. Bittersweet. I shed a few tears for Leslie. I was proud of the way she handled it. She really gave him the business. And I truly hope that they make her the next golden bachelorette the first golden bachelorette and steve and i talk about what kind of guys are gonna sign up for the show are older men dating you know their same age or are they dating younger so we have a fun chat we talk about a lot i share some things i've never shared before and actually shocked him a couple times and then we end with a rapid fire get to know reality steve better it's fun light-hearted but he is open and honest and candid Uh, We talk about how many downloads he gets a month, the ones that got away, what's his type, and just some fun, some fun ones that we had a blast chatting about. So, and I did get a lot of messages last week about the sound quality with Dave Neal. My apologies, it won't happen again. So, but I have to say congratulations to Dave Neal and Tasha. They announced they're having a boy and I couldn't be more thrilled for them. We're about a week or two apart in our pregnancies. So I hope our little boys can have some play dates and be besties. All right, let's get to one of my favorite guests, Reality Steve. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And also, he's going to be dropping a merch line, a little merchandise coming soon. And it sounds really awesome. We talked about it offline. So I can't wait to get mine. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Reality Steve. Hello, and welcome back to After Reality. My guest today doesn't really need a huge introduction. He is 
the best of the best. I'm happy to call him a friend. It is Steve Carbone of Reality Steve. Hello. Courtney, how you doing? Good to be I'm... on. <laughs> I'm so thank you for hopping on with me. I'm so I always love chatting with you. And I was just on your uh Thanksgiving uh podcast last week. Was that God or was that two weeks ago? Holy mackerel. I think it was yeah, it was two because last week I had on someone from Squid Game. Are you in, are you in Umberto watching Squid Game, by the way? No, but I, I okay. heard you talk about it on your podcast, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to binge watch this. But oh, you should. It's really good. I'm going to take a page out of your book. So we did a rapid fire on, on your podcast, and so we're going to talk a little Golden Bachelor because this week there's no Golden Bachelor, and people, we need to dive a little deeper. I know everybody does recaps. This isn't really going to be a recap. This is just going to be a fun chat with my friend who is an expert in his field. And then we're going to end with some fun rapid fire questions because I thought that that was so fun. And we're going to get to know you a little bit better, Steve. Okay. We're going to put you in the hot seat. Great. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So the golden finale happened. And what did you think of the golden finale, Steve? Well, obviously I knew that Teresa had won. I had found out like two weeks ago, which is crazy because I knew that Teresa and Leslie were the final two literally the day after that rose ceremony happened. They went going from three to two and he eliminated Faith. So before they even left for Costa Rica, I had put out on social media, hey, Teresa and Leslie are the final two. But then I didn't hear who the winner was until two weeks ago, which was, you know, that's almost two and a half months that passed. So I knew that she won. I was curious to see how it played out. And now, I mean, first off, in the finale, we saw Teresa's reaction, or Leslie's reaction when he told her Mm. that he was going to pick Teresa and his heart was with Teresa. Leslie you know, read him the riot act. I mean, she laid into him. Uh, I, for- I, I was trying not to do spoilers, Steve. Sorry to interrupt you. I was like, cause I couldn't watch the kids were being crazy. So I watched in the morning. I was like, I'm not going to look at my phone. And then I went on Twitter and you had the funniest tweet. And it was like, I just tuned back in. Cause you're, you had to like borrow somebody's Hulu. And it was like, yeah. Leslie's giving of the business or I don't, what, what did you say exactly? It was so tricky. She- funny oh she's te- i think she i think i said she's tearing him a new asshole yeah. exactly <laughs> that was That's how one I... my fa- it's one of my favorite phrases i don't know why i've used that for so many years that when somebody's just you know laying into somebody or chewing them out i say tearing them a new asshole it's just, just i my saw thing. that it made my whole night and i was like i cannot wait to watch in the morning <laughs> right and she, she was did. she was upset i mean she was very very upset and and then she 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 made a reference during that breakup and then she made it again on the live after the fauna rose of you know what you said to me that night and we're just like okay well unless we hear what this is we don't really have much to go off of well that lasted all of (laughs) fucking three days where leslie went on the bachelor happy hour podcast and decided to tell everybody what gary told her on the overnight dates and now we're just like okay now for people that may have been indifferent about gary look he shouldn't have said this. Basically, she said, she said that he told her, save the date. This is what we're going to do. I can't wait for us. In two more days, we'll be done with this and be together and start our life. And then wow. 12 hours later, he told her about he wanted to choose Teresa. So if that's what he said, we have to take Leslie's word for it. She's the only one that heard this outside of a cameraman and a boom mic person or whatever. But if he said that to her, 
I don't know what he's thinking. That was dumb. He shouldn't have said something like that because she even said, I would have been happy with just, I love you, but he took it to a different level, you know? And he did. I mean, if he said that, that's a different level. Very clear. And I don't think she's a paid actress. I mean, I think that she was speaking from the heart personally and like good for Joe and Serena for getting it out of her. But also you have to remember that's a bachelor show. And right now, Everybody in America wants her to be the next golden bachelorette. And I almost wonder if they're like, okay, well, you kind of need to go there to like, I don't know what you think. I don't know if you have any tips on, or if you've heard any rumblings, if, you know, they offer it to a lot of people. I just had Susie Evans on last week and they were, it was between her and charity. Like they, she had the contract signed, Steve. Um, in last January to be the next bachelorette. And then they went with charity, obviously, but uh, have you heard any rumblings as to who is in talks or, I mean, you're the man with all the secrets. (laughs) I mean, I wish I did. We're far away from that because they still have to film a bachelorette season. They still have to film a bachelor in paradise next summer. It's three shows away. It wouldn't film till I'm assuming they keep the same schedule. It wouldn't film till next end of July, beginning of August, just like Gary's season did. So we're far away. I certainly think they're bringing it back because we saw what the ratings did. It was the high, his finale was the highest rated show since anything that happened on Matt James season. So that's nine seasons that have aired that couldn't bring in a better episode rating than what Gary did for his finale on Thursday night. So the franchise isn't going anywhere. They'd be dumb not to bring it back. The question is, do they bring it back as a golden bachelorette? Or they do, do they do another Golden Bachelor season? My guess would be they would do Golden Bachelorette. And mm-hmm. certainly Leslie has the storyline. I don't think anybody would be disappointed if Leslie ended up being the Golden Bachelorette. But we're still months away. So I don't know for sure. And I, But you know I, they're in talks. I mean, they're all in talks. Yeah. I mean, everybody's saying like maybe Faith or... But at this point, I think it has to be her. I truly yeah, do. It I, does. I think it, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but like she genuinely had her, what did she say? You, you like turned the car around three days later and ran over my heart. I mean, she, yeah. she was like, well played, you know, I love game of roses and they did a fun recap on it and they kind of break it down. And I was like, wow, like hearing it like that, like, you're right. Like play by play. Like, I just want to like flash back to my notes here, which so it's like where did it all go wrong the whole time I thought it was her I I really did I I knew that other girl I'm sorry the other girl Teresa she seemed like he was like really into her but then they get to the last night and he's like okay give me a big hug it was like a night and day switch for him like I mean he said on camera like it's you like okay so let's do it then so the, yeah, then it, it switches to give me a big hug. And then she was like, I'm in tune with Gary that you see in her ITMs. And he just seemed a little off. And then she's like, you make me feel whole. And he's like, thanks for that. And then she goes, <laughs> I can't imagine being without you. And he goes, that's huge. <laughs> and then Gary says, be happy. Cause she's obviously upset. And, um, and then she's like, is there something you want to tell me? Obviously he's like, no, I'm just stressed. He leaves, he comes back. And you kind of know which way it's trending. And obviously you did because you had the spoilers. But yeah, at that point, I stopped watching. I went and took a shower because I was like, oh, my God, this is, feels so icky. So I came back <laughs> and finished watching it. And um, 
And then he breaks the news to her and he, she's like, everything you told me the other night was a lie. And the best line for me, Steve, was like, no offense, but I I can think however the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, she. that's what I mean. She read him the riot act terror tore him a new asshole however you want to put it yeah like, to say that to say that to your to the guy's face to the lead's face when he doesn't choose you that's probably one of the more potent statements anybody who finished second has ever said to the lead in that moment we've seen in the claire. past i remember yeah claire Probably. had her thing to juan pablo um Andy Dorfman. A- well re- do you remember what ashley Abert did to uh no not Ashley Abert because she finished third what am I ta- what am I thinking of somebody took off their maybe it was the woman who Sean Loden choose and she took off her heels oh, and walked off the yes. platform Leslie Remember her was it, Lindsay was it Le- Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay Lindsay yes Lindsay. Lindsay yeah I think she she took off her heels and just like I'm out of here and walked off the platform she clearly wasn't happy the thing is and I, and I talked about this the next day is I mean the only example that came to my head was Becca Tilly. And now knowing um, where mm-hmm. she stands in her life, it makes a little more sense. But she was really the only one that I remember getting dumped at the end that didn't have a visceral reaction of either being blindsided or really being all that upset. She seemed to handle it pretty um, when Chris Souls dumped her for um, Whitney. And you just look back at all of these, even just the most recent one we had. I mean, Charity basically broke Joey's heart. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for him. It's almost impossible in that situation for the lead or for the final two person to not be really, really upset unless they just weren't into him and they were playing the whole time. But even then, you would I, I know production would still want the number two person to act devastated because it makes it more dramatic. I don't remember how Lindsay acted when Ben got rid of her on your season. I don't remember how it. Well, she talked that played about out. it on um, the "She's All Bash" podcast, which I love and love oh, that did? you're going to start oh, selling I... swag, Steve. We're going to talk <laughs> about that in the end, but yes. um, yes, love that. I love "She's All Bash." She did. She said that they basically like she wasn't crying, and they're like, "We'll let you get McDonald's." Lindsay famously wanted McDonald's everywhere. They're like, we'll let you get McDonald's if you just cry for us. Like she was like, I knew he was going to pick Courtney all along, but you know, and I mm. want to talk to a, a bachelor. Like I would love to talk, pick Ben Higgins brain and like really dive into that. You know, I love podcasting for that reason, because we can kind of be like, Hey, what is it like for you? And then I've only been on the other side. And, but like, I remember thinking like, I need to be prepared if he dumps me like, and be blindsided. Like I need a reaction prepared. So I prepared for both and I probably would have done the same thing. I mean, I just remember being like, my line would have been like, never call me again. Please don't contact me. And I would have walked Mm. off because I would have been blindsided because he told me all the things in the the fantasy suite. It's, you know, it's you. I'm madly in love with you. Like, so I can put myself in Leslie's shoes and be like, you have this like confidence of being like, oh my God, it's me. Like you go like two and a half months or maybe it was less for them. And you feel like you finally like have that like confidence. Like she even said, like, I know she's, you know, he's spending the day with uh, Teresa, but I'm not worried. And of course she wasn't. Um, so, so yeah. What do you think? I would love to know if you think that they're going to last, even though they're doing a televised wedding. And I also, second part of the question is how much do you think they're getting paid for their live wedding? <laughs> 
I mean, it's so tough to say if these two are going to last. The fact that they're getting married so quickly, I don't want to say so quickly. They basically met in August and they're getting married in January. I guess that is pretty quick. Um, these two didn't know each other five months ago and they're going to get married within five months. I guess that'd probably be considered quick, but they are uh, older. And I, I see that, you know, they clearly seem to be really into each other. They seem to be happy. They said they're going to move to South Carolina because she's got a son and a daughter-in-law and ki- and grandchildren that live in South Carolina area. So uh, it seems like they're happy. It's, I don't know. It's tough to predict these things, especially with a couple that we've, we've never been had to deal with a couple like this, like someone that's literally 40 to 50, 45 years older than most of the couples we deal with that come off the show engaged. Um, as for the payment, I would think they're getting paid on top of it. Hell, I heard Carly talk about it on one of the podcasts she did. And yeah, they got paid like $25,000. Yeah, they got like a in paradise couple. And that was and that was on top of everything being paid for. You mm-hmm. still get paid on top of it. Like your whole wedding is taken care of and you get paid for them to televise it. I'm guessing Gary and Teresa probably get are going to get the same. It's being uh, you know, and it's it's a little bit seems to be a little bit more extravagant extravagant than what Harley and Evan got on Paradise because that just seemed like a backdoor barbecue. I remember I was like, <laughs> "This this is a wedding, okay?" Um, but I, my guess is that, I would think, yeah, I would think it maybe maybe fifty grand each or something like that. I don't know. I mean, it just they're definitely going to get paid. I would think to televise the wedding, and um, I I just I, there's no way they're not. I think everybody that's gotten married where their wedding was televised by ABC, not only was the wedding paid for, but they did get money on top of it. I'm almost positive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sean and Catherine, I'd love to know how much they got. And you know, if you look back to Trista and Ryan, they were the, she was the first bachelorette and then Sean Lowe, obviously. Uh, I think that I feel like Gary would try to make it work, but I don't know. I'm just like, Hey, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Um, I'll definitely be tuning into that to see how it goes, but I have to say like, you know, going back to, I wanted to go back to after the final rose, um, you know, Leslie comes out and again, gives him the business. Like, I don't really forgive you, which I, I love that. Like she, I think she looked amazing. She really played it well. Um, but I, I hope they whisked her out of there. It's like, then they like switch gears really quick. They do this every season. I'm going to be talking to Gabriella um soon we're scheduled to record and I I felt that way when I went to the live taping of Zach's season because I was sitting next to her sister and her sister's telling me like how hard it's been for her they bring her out and then they switch gears real quick and I'm like I hope that the the person that got eliminated isn't sitting backstage like hearing this like massive celebration I mean adding insult to injury like you gotta imagine like how hard it's gotta be, be for her and now they're doing a live wedding it's like the hits just keep coming. Wait, Gabriella, who? That Gabby. Obviously, I was thinking Gabby Windy. You're talking about oh, Gabby. Oh, yeah. Got too many Gabbies. Gabrielle um, L. Nikki. Yeah. L. Nikki. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk to her soon, but I was at her after the final rose taping. Live. I did take note and I saw it that after the final rose, Leslie handled herself amazing. So happy for Gary, by the way, but I was always kind of rooting for Leslie. Um, <laughs> I just felt like she was a little bit more entertaining to watch. Like, I love a good free spirit, but um, Here's, I, I, I had one thing that I didn't bring up when I'm talking about Golden Bachelorette, if it happens to be a Golden Bachelorette season, whether it's Leslie or whoever. 
What is interesting is for Golden Bachelor, it does make sense. So, you know, remember, all these women were over 60. Gary is 71 or 72, and all these women were over 60. But we know when it comes to Hollywood, Leslie is 64. Um, we know when it comes to older men, what do older men want? Mm-hmm. Most older men want younger women, you know? Like I lived in LA, I know. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they I had them 50, all hit me and, up. Exactly. 50 and 60 year old men are literally hitting on 30 year olds thinking they can land them or to be a sugar daddy to them. So the thing about Leslie being the bachelorette is, are you going to be able to find 20 guys in their 60s that are interested really in in Leslie? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Leslie because there certainly isn't. She's got a lot going for her as a 64 year old woman who's into fitness. She likes to likes the outdoors, all that. But this whole stigma that there are plenty of men in their 60s that don't want to date a 60-year-old woman. You know you know that, and I know that. I, as as harsh as that sounds, it's true. So it's that's what like, I find interesting about the Golden Bachelorette. Older? Like, and by the way, I'm sure people are signing up or signing their dads up or their grandpas up, for that matter. Yeah. But, like, do they have to go older? Like, what is she into? You're right. I mean, that you raise a really good point, Steve. You're right. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to cast... I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know because I don't think 40-year-old men, and again, this is nothing against Leslie. This is just the what we know kind of works in, in Hollywood. It's like 45-year-old men in Hollywood aren't dating 60-year-old women. 50-year-old men aren't in, interested in 60-year-old women. So mm-hmm. I guess they're just going to have to find 20 guys that legitimately don't care about dating women 30 years younger or looking to be sugar daddies because we know what happens. I know it happens in this franchise. I know a few girls in this franchise that have sugar daddies that are older. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. I Do get it. it. <laughs> Can I put that in my rapid fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't reveal names, but I know it's, I know there's definitely, uh, there's two, I know for sure that have sugar daddies, but you know, it's, and it's whatever it's like to each their own. If that's what they want, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not shaming them for it. I'm just saying that I, we know, you and I both know, like you said, you've been hit on by older men and you probably were being hit on by older men during Ben's season. And it's just the way it works. So it's just like, really? Are you going to, are you going to find 65 to 70 year old men that are interested in a 64 year old? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure you can find 20, but you know that there are some guys out there. A lot of men at that age aren't interested in somebody their age. They want a younger, you know, a little younger pup. Uh, you know, whatever you want to call them. A little show pony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little arm you know, candy. Just, so that's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm curious about for Golden Bachelorette. You can do it on Golden Bachelor. We just saw it. These women, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's some women in their 60s that like to date a, you know, a, a hot younger male. But for the most part, I think they're content. These women were content with Gary, who was 72. Like, they were fine with it. I just don't I, know if it's going to be Leslie fine the other way golden around. Hear- she had a hearing aid, too. They had that. And I love that moment when she's like, I have hearing aid, too. Like, yeah. I, th- this is what I would say is like going back to it. Like, I signed up for The Bachelor because I, I knew it was going to be Ben. If it was anybody else, I wouldn't have done it. Like, I think that it's like people signing up. Hopefully, this is me. I know I'm a romantic, Steve. You're probably like, yeah. oh, my God, Cordy, you're so naive. And I am. But like, I watch as a viewer as well. And I'm like, people sign up for her. Like, you saw something in her personality. You get a glimpse into their life. You see their family. Like, somebody sign up for her. Um, and I think that they probably get the applications. They must have an extreme casting process of people like, I'm going to apply for her specifically. And let's hope that that's happening. 
Yeah, I, and I think that's what it's going to have to be. Is you're you're just going to have guys that literally, if it is, if it is a Golden Bachelorette season, and if it is Leslie, that are going to be have to be guys that absolutely watched the first season. They felt horrible for her. You know, she said this is this is a pattern in her life where she's not chosen. She hated the way Gary mm-hmm. worded oh, everything shit. when he didn't choose her, and now like you're going to find the guy that at the end of, if there is a Leslie season, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But if there is a Leslie season. The guy's going to have to say that, you know, I'm finally, you know, choosing you. And that's what she, and that's what she needs. But you know, there's going to be the arc of where she doesn't feel chosen. It's all for sure. (laughs) It always happens, right? Or the the fear of, yeah, she's going to say, I'm so fearful of one of these guys not choosing me. Or what if I choose him and he doesn't choose me? Oh, for sure. We're getting that. Yeah, that's happening. So I, I will tune in. I loved her. I think she was a lot of fun and. Um, she's like very lively, but you're right. I mean, I dated somebody a lot older than me, uh, probably about a year before I met my husband. You know who it is. We don't need to say that here. And actually I don't, I don't think I don't, I don't think I know. Yes, you do. I'll text it to you right now. And I I, I have a guess. I have a guess. Can I, let me text you first. Can I text you my guess? I'm texting you. I, oh, mine already went through. I, I was okay. That's the one I was going to text you. Okay. Yeah. I do you, remember that. Yeah. You knew. And it was like about almost like a two year relationship and, um, it definitely like dated a lot younger and it was the oldest person I ever dated. And really like, you know, bef- I had like been dating younger guys. And I, the thing that I would ask guys on dates was like, what, what's your age range? And this is me in my thirties, right? Like my mid yeah. to later thirties. And if a guy I went out with was like, I'm dating 25 year olds or 22 year olds, I'm like, that was like always kind of a red flag for me because it's like, well, I'm just in a different place in life. Like, and not to say that those people aren't uh, ready to get married or settle down, but it's just, a, it's a, going back to the Golden Bachelor, it's the same. It's, this is a story as old as time. And, you know, but I will say dating that guy, he really showed, like treated me really well and showed me like how I deserve to be treated. And that was really refreshing for me. But Interesting. I was, also I was gonna say he's much, he's a good much, twenty much he's a good twenty years older than you. Yeah. He's a good twenty years older than you. And I'm just like I was gonna ask you that now knowing who it was, like how was it? Was he was he ever insecure about being that Not much older all. than you? And Not at all. Hmm. If anything he was very confident. And <laughs> treated me very well. We had a lot of fun. It was very casual. But at the same time, at my age, it's like, well, do you want to have kids? It's like, well, you already had a kid. Like, you know, um, I'm sorry for the listeners. I'm just not prepared to share that. <laughs> Maybe at some point I will. But uh, he's in the public eye. And but yeah, it was a good relationship. And but like totally made me think of Leslie, like. You know, this is a person who's much older than me, who's dating a lot younger than him. And he had dated a lot younger than me. Yeah. Um, oh, he's, he's, I mean, if you look at his Wikipedia of who <laughs> he's dated in his life. Yeah. Uh, all younger, all super good looking actresses. You know, I mean, we're almost talking, I, looking at some of these, I, I forgot about some of these, but now they're kind of, yeah. Um definitely has a younger uh, type that is a really attractive woman. And some of them are even 
former A-listers, you know, so. Oh, totally. And I've heard all the things. I mean, he told me everything, but it was like, okay, he didn't want to have another family. It was the sort of thing he said, okay, if you, you want kids, if we're still together and you're 40, then we can talk about it. Then I'll do it. And I'm like, I can't wait till 40. I'm 40 with my, uh, pregnant with my third baby right now. And, um, <laughs> but I will say it was a refreshing change from dating some of the guys I had dated and like the Peter Pans and, uh, and by the way, Ben, Ben, <laughs> not to call him Peter Pan, but he was a little Peter Panny, but he just announced that he got married like a month or two ago, which I congratulated him. Did you see that, Steve? Yes, I did. Okay. But this isn't about me, but I just had to touch on it, <laughs> but good for him. Um, so let's go back to the, after the final rose, I wanted to say, yeah. I saw your celebrity crush in the audience. Can you believe that? As how crazy was that? We were just talking about her like two weeks ago. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. What was she doing in the audience? Hello. Yeah, no, it, she's, it's really weird because they showed her at least two or three different times, but they never made any sort of corporate synergy as to why she was there. She's on a show called 911, which is now on ABC starting in 2024. That's why she was there. Other than oh. probably being a fan of the, franchise since we know she dated within the franchise right before your <laughs> season filmed but no she's on a show that used to, it 911 used to be on Fox but Fox didn't renew it but ABC picked it up and I'm guessing that's why but you you think and we've seen this before a lot of times it happens where the corporate synergy happens but at least they would mention it like Jennifer Love Hewitt they'd put on the Chiron Jennifer Love Hewitt star of the upcoming 911 on ABC. They didn't even mention it. They just showed her three times. It's so, a yeah, great like, reaction. Why. Well, because she is a Bachelor mm -hmm. fan. I mean, obviously, she reached out to Ben mm -hmm. and they dated yeah. and yeah. made out. And I, I, like I told you on your podcast, maybe he should have just kept dating her, you know? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's still so like literally one of the most random things ever in the history of this franchise. That well, so she literally with Chris Jenner. I mean, uh, that well. that too. Yeah, I, the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt literally slid into his DMs and he was dating her before his Bachelor season and made the choice. No, I'd rather be the Bachelor than date Jennifer Love Hewitt, who at the time was literally everybody's fantasy uh not everybody but you know what i'm saying like a lot of guys were into oh, her I at was that intimidated time when he told me he told me about it i was intimidated by it i was like wait like and then when things started going south i'm like oh my god he's just gonna hit her back up and like you know he's probably thinking like wait i should just call her like that thing was going well so did, um, did he say like when he got back when you guys got back from switzerland and you were now an engaged couple did he have to reach out to her and be like hey just to give you a heads up this is what happened or did he just ignore her when he got back? Do you know if he said anything to her when he got he back? He didn't tell me, but he, I think he told me in Switzerland, like we both got our, well, I got my phone back. He might've already had his and we talked about like exes and like, I told, I came clean about like, Hey, like this is my past, like my recent past. Like, and he told me about Jennifer and, um, that whole thing. And I just remember being like, wow, that's kind of uh, interesting. But, you know, I, I didn't want to know either because I was kind of like she was seen like in a paparazzi picture carrying a book like right after you broke the news, like why men marry bitches. And she yeah. looked pissed like it looked like a staged paparazzi photo. It and, then, been. and the show was airing and you had just spoiled it. And I was like, oh, she seems a little pissed still, you know. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, there's also Chantel, like your Chantel, who I love now. We message about our kids and stuff, but she came and they had talked before the show too. Like they had met at like a party or something. So, That's but right. um, but going back to after the final rose, so your celebrity <clears throat> crush was in the audience. So it was okay. I don't know if you caught this, Steve. Ava Felipe, which is Reese Witherspoon's daughter, was sitting right next to Joey. When I first saw her, when I first saw a blonde sitting next to Joey, I thought it was Joey's handler or producer because I was like, you know, he wouldn't just be, you know, I know that the, every time that Joey has yeah. an appearance, he's got someone from the show with him. But yeah, I it took me, I think once the show ended, pictures started going up and they and the Bachelor ABC Instagram account tagged her in it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's uh, Ava Philippi's, that's Ava Philippi, that's Ryan and uh, Reese's daughter. And just so random. <laughs> like, what is she doing there? You know, right. um, is she a bachelor yeah, but, fan? I was like thinking to myself, like, can you imagine the person that he picked? Because this is going to be a spoiler free episode, but Steve has already spoiled uh, Joey's season. But can you imagine that girl that he picked, like watching him sitting in the audience, sitting next to this like cute, like Reese Witherspoon's daughter? I was like, oh, why did they put her right next to him? I know it was just. It was random, like, and then <laughs> I very like, random, totally random. But like, you know, I guess they're just like, hey, it's our finale. Let's bring out some of the stars. Here's oh, here's everybody Jennifer was there. Like, why was Pilot Pete's parents there? Like, do you know? Like, why was Pilot <laughs> Pete's parents there? Like, they've been at like two AFRs now. Someone told me after the fact, within the last couple of days since the finale aired, that actually Pilot Pete's mother either grew up or went to high school with one of Gary's women. That's what it was. Like she knows one of the women and was like friends with her. Probably the reason that woman got cast. I can't remember which one it is, but it's definitely pilot Pete's mother um, knows one of the women from the show. That's why she was there. Well, she's a gal her. around town. I want to get her on yeah. the podcast. I want to pick her brain. Oh, that, that is some good tea, Steve. Yeah. Well, she knew I can't remember who it was. I want to say Ellen, but I think I'm wrong. Uh, it's it's out there. It's not like a hidden secret, but apparently, yeah, she does. She grew up with or went to high school with or is like maybe still good friends with to this day, but she has a connection to one of Gary's women. That's probably why she even got on the show in the first place when she found out they were casting for this older bachelor. I bet you she said, you know, because clearly the family, the, the show loves Pete's parents and she probably just, you know, placed a phone call or an email and said, Hey, I've got somebody that might be good for your show. And probably went. Yeah, I really I'm really curious to see if they go with a Golden Bachelor season two or a Golden Bachelorette season one. Well, you know, at this point, it's like it's not like with these younger seasons like Bachelor and Gold, you know, Bachelorette, where people have a social media following, like what really isn't in it for them, you know, like maybe yeah. it that's why people loved it so much is it's wholesome people are older they know what they want if you want to get married in a month like so so be it whereas like they're having these like 23 to 28 to you know early 30s now so i think that that's why it was such a hit too like it did feel a little bit more authentic yeah because you are dealing with people i mean it's the number one complaint anybody has when watching the bachelor the bachelorette is oh all these contestants just want clout and oh they just want Instagram followers. You can't say that about the women on Bachelor, Golden Bachelor. You just can't. I mean, maybe they like the attention, but they're not going to all of a sudden start off and, you know, have a whole second career stem from them being a contestant on the Golden Bachelor. It's just not going to happen, you know, but they might start pitching product, stuff like that. But 
I just don't think people are going to be as upset because these people seemingly were there uh, for for better reasons than most people say the people that go on Bachelor and Bachelorette are there for. The right reasons. Ah, yeah. Well, and so you obviously uh, spoiled Joy's season, which we're not going to spoil here, but um, I, I don't know when it airs. It's probably January. That's when ours aired. But I was January curious, 22nd is the first episode. Cannot wait, you guys. Okay, you heard it here. So um, you know who he picked and you spoiled that. That like, seems like really early for you, Steve. Like, ha- have you ever spoiled a season this soon? Well, yours might have been. I think I spoiled yours pretty early. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> now that, that I think about it. Yeah, I think I, because you guys clearly, you know, the final rose ceremony happened. Back then it was like the week of Thanksgiving, right? It was like that Monday and Thanksgiving was Thursday or something like that. Oh, Do you remember? Right. Yes. Yes. And I think I, ha- I think I had yours within the first, I, I want to say within the first week of December, I had said that Courtney was in, or Ben was engaged to Courtney. I don't remember the exact date. You could probably look it up, probably Google it, but it was definitely early for you. And then I can't remember if I had every episode laid out that early. I might've had the ending before I had all the episode stuff, but I also remember a lot of your dates on your season got out publicly just because of filming this skiing date in San Francisco, Emily on the golden gate bridge. I don't think I knew it was Emily, but I knew that there was a date on the Golden Gate Bridge because people saw like filming happening. Um, I remember the ba- the baseball game in Puerto Rico got out. I remember Nikki's one on one date in Port. Like it was just so much stuff got out on their season. I don't know why. It just in every season they take I think that people chance. People were like taking pictures as well. I remember there was a picture because I was like, all right, because you guys went to was it Europe, Paraguay? Where'd you guys go? Panama. Where'd you guys go? Panama. And then, like, what was the last stop before hometowns when it was down to six? Uh, gosh, was it Belize? Panama? It was Belize. Or, right? Oh, Belize. Yes. Oh my Belize. God. How do you remember this stuff? <laughs> That's amazing. Honestly, you know why? Because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. The reason I remember Belize is because, <laughs> you know, Emily uh, had the one-on-one in Belize, and her and Ben like carved into the wooden thing where you carve stuff into in Belize. It was just like, we believe something like they believe in love or something like that. And then he eliminated her on that date. It was something ridiculous like that, but that's I how knew I remember. You were going to bring Belize. up Emily. I know you're Emily. Uh, how can I, how can I not? Yeah. I mean, but you know, Emily is just like, we still keep in touch to this day, like on occasion, like if she'll post something on, Instagram with her two sons or something. And um, oh, I'm happy when she for made... her that she's yeah. got the family now and no hard feelings at all. I, d- yeah. I tease. I really do. Yeah. I just like, and she made the like... move to it. She made the move to Atlanta. I, I saw oh, like, wow. she hadn't posted in a while. Cause I knew she was in Charlotte and then she hadn't posted in a while. And she posted like fa- doing family stuff and the, and she tagged it in Atlanta. I'm like, I thought you were, doing the doctor stuff and epidemiologist in Charlie said, no, we just, we made the move and she gave me an explanation. I forget what it was at the top of my head, but yeah, she, she now lives in the Atlanta area with her husband and uh, two sons. You know, it's funny. I never watched his dates with anybody else. I think I watched like the first uh, or second episode with him on a date with KCB. And like, I was like, I can't, I can't like, it actually started <laughs> to turn me off from him, like seeing him like make out with other people. Like it just, 
I just didn't want to see it. And I know other people feel that way. And like, that's actually been the detriment to some couples at the end. Like, I was like, I can't watch this. This is going to change my opinion of him. It kind of, and you know, you being a, uh, a former winner or whatever you want to call it of this show, it's got to be really interesting for you to watch. But even though you're the one he picks in the end, you're the one with the ring around your finger, you're the one that's engaged to him. You still have to spend 11 weeks rewatching something that you didn't see in real time in terms of his dates. You only right. remember the dates that you were on and anything that happened on a group date you were part of, but you never saw any of his interaction with KCB or Emily on the Golden Gate Bridge or Nikki in Puerto Rico or anything like that. You never got to watch any of it. And then you're watching it back. And I'm sure he's giving them lines of, yeah, you know, I really, I'm like really seeing like a different and, version of him. And I'm like, yeah, I watched a little bit of that and I know myself so well. I was like, eh, like this is, and I get that that's the gig. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't question it's still not about overnights. Watch. It's not an easy watch. And I'm like, you know, we're supposed to be doing happy couples and like, he's having to blog for people magazine. That was hard. Like we would be at like happy couples and he'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm having to watch next week's episode and like do a blog for people. And like, he's like, Oh, you just said a funny line, like yelling to me in the other room. And like, I literally walk past him and I like see like on the computer screen, like him making out with somebody else. Like, <laughs> It's like, this is like, we're okay. It's, oh, it's like, it's, it's not really over, but, um, so yeah. gosh, Steve, well, I really appreciate you recapping a little a recap. I would call this a recap ish of the golden bachelor. I have a rapid fire for you. If you're ready. Oh, of course I'm ready to go. Were you born ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I love doing your rapid fire on your podcast. So, um, Feel free to pass on anything, but I'm going to start with some softballs. So are you ready? Sure. What's your favorite snack? Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Love it. Okay. What is it? And I'm, I'm talking on crustables and it has to be grape, not strawberry. Blech. Ugh. I hate strawberry yeah. Same. I do. Grape. It has to be grape and I've never had an crustable. Yes. So thank you for oh. turning me on to that. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, your kids I, haven't you haven't fed your kids on crustables oh please send me the link <laughs> i make them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for school every morning and i cut the crust off um okay what's your do you have a walkout song if you could think of a walkout song or something that gets you hyped up what is yeah it? for me it would you wouldn't even know this song because you don't follow <laughs> wrestling but it would be from um it would be from wwe one of the wrestlers their songs <laughs> that would be it well send it to me I, I can't i can't do taylor swift those aren't really walkout songs as much as i love her um so let me think of something that i like that would that maybe the audience wouldn't <laughs> would actually know um i'll play it on your when i promote it you you can get back to me on it yeah, gosh, I you, like a song. Like if you're having a bad day or you feel a little, uh, and you're like, I just need to listen to something to like pump me up. Like I love, um, was it the Chevy Chase and the Paul Simon song? Do 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 do. That's <laughs> not my walkout out. song, but call yeah. me, call me out. Really? Yes, you can call me. It's like a feel good song, but like my walkout yeah. song is like an Eminem song, like something that like okay, yeah. I need to wake up, like I need to like be ready to rock. 
God, there's so I, honestly, there's there's a lot now that I think about it. When um, you work out, you know, when you go to the gym, like what's that go to song when you're feeling sluggish and you just got to fire it up? Um, I would say I have a lot. You know what? Most of my it, my workout stuff is I listen to 80s or 90s rap. That's what I, I mean. The stuff that I grew up with, I still listen to to this day. OPP. OPP. Um, yeah, you yeah, know me. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I listen to that stuff. I listen to like 80s and 90s hip hop and art and rap uh when I work out. Like that's, you know, I listen to you know, crisscross, jump, <laughs> <laughs> jump around, house of pain, knocking boots by Candyman, um <laughs> uh, fun house by anything by Kid and Play, like literally 40 years ago music. That's what I listen to when I work out. I don't listen to any real recent stuff to be honest with you but my walkout song would be um the name of it is my time by and it was the it was the walkout music it was the entrance music for a wrestler named triple h and it, this name of the title is my time so oh, the title of the song is my time yeah so my time. i'm gonna listen to yeah. you tomorrow at the gym to get me going <laughs> because i have had no motivation to work out and I I'm, know gonna, that- I'm gonna send it to you right now let me see if i can pull it up on my phone um how do I get WWE? Uh, I'll yeah, I'll send it to you so you have it. I'll do send it right to your text. Okay. Next question: On a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. (sighs) (laughs) Speechless, everybody. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm great at keeping them secret publicly. Like, you know, I don't reveal sources, so I'm very good that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean sometimes I will uh, tell somebody behind the scenes before like I post a spoiler or something like that. I think I've told you some things I've told Dave. Some or I've things. asked you some things like I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about it behind the scenes. So, I don't, I wouldn't say that that's, I I think the people that tell me the things that I do post and the spoilers that I do post, I think that those people know that they can 
trust me in terms of the source of where I get it, I don't reveal, but I might reveal what they told me to discuss it with somebody like right when I hear it, like, oh, Courtney, shit, I just heard this. I know we've talked about this recently. I'm trying to think of what it was. Like, what what did we talk about? I know we talked about something. We um, talked about Ben. You're like, holy shit, Ben got married. I mean, we text all the oh, time. Yeah. But I can't, I, you know, obviously. Maybe, so I mean, things, somebody so. being pregnant, because I was like, I, I bounce ideas off of you. Like, what do you think about this person coming on? Or what should I ask them? And you've been yeah. so helpful. We've talked, we've talked about, like, potential pregnancies we've talked about the rumors of hey who's the couple that's splitting up in bachelor nation even though we don't even know if that's even true but we've talked about it like hey i wonder if this is true you know um but that's not like sharing a secret i mean but i think if i had to say as a friend of yours i mean i mean obviously you spoil the show but like you know i mean you must have so much tea in there in your vault (laughs) steve I mean, I do that you, that you haven't shared. And so I would say you're a 10 out of 10 as far as like, you know, on a scale of one to 10 on, <clears throat> on how you are at keeping a secret, I'd say a 10. I would agree. Cause I value my sources. Cause people even, you know, ask me to this day, would you ever write a book? And I'm like, look, even when the show is over and even though I could easily, at least the ones I remember, cause I don't remember who told me every single thing that I've ever spoiled, but there are certain ones that people would be probably be like, whoa, when yeah. if I were to have her write a book in the future and reveal who told me, but I still would never do that because those people told me that in confidence. And I don't even care if we're five years removed or 10 years removed. I just feel uh, uh, an almost a thank you uh, to them and then just sell them out for a book five or 10 years down the road just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. It's not what I'm in this to do. I'm just in this to give people spoilers and I don't need to reveal where I get it from. People can think what they want all day long and have their theories or where I got this and where I got that. I mean, look, one of your best friends is someone that a lot of people think was my main spoiler person for years. Everyone thinks that somehow Alon and I, Alon gave me the spoilers. I'm like, you couldn't never. be further from the truth. Like, he would I've never. never spoken to, no, he would never. I've never spoken to Alon in my life. You know that you can vouch for me yeah, because you know Alon sure and you would know if Alon told me stuff. He's I've never spoken to the guy in my life, nor has he ever spoken to me or reached out to me. Um, I did only think it was funny that say, you started promoting on I not not questioning that. I was just going like, to say this. <laughs> I, took I was just going to say this. Yeah. And you started and promoting one of his shows and I was like, holy yeah. mackerel. This is like this is bittersweet. This is like the tables have turned. You know, and you know why? Because Alon's a good businessman. He knows what my audience yes. is and he knows he by going to me. Now, now he didn't go to me directly, but oh, basically they have a team on the, for that. Yeah. Yeah. They have a team for that. The PR team for F boy Island for the first two seasons when it was on HBO max reached out to me and said, would you like to collaborate? Would you let, we can send you clips. We can get you people interviews. And I'm saying, sure. Now the second that came out and I started talking about F boy Island and saying that, People automatically just put one and one together thinking it was two because, oh, <laughs> Alon cre- created the show. Yeah, <laughs> Alon created the show. Reality Steve is promoting it. That must be buddies. This is like, no, it's, it's, you couldn't be any further from the truth. And like I said, you're probably one of the few people that would be able to vouch for me on this. You know, I don't speak to Alon and you know, Alon has never spoken to me, but because oh, I, I promoted F-, F Boy Island has nothing to do with, oh, because he gave me spoilers in the past. Like, no, you know it. Alon would never have done that. 
It's so, so funny that you say that because when I heard it, I was like, mm. and, and my mind didn't go there. My mind was like, Alon's really smart. And he knows his audience and truly like, I think that like, that's how I took it. But like me and you texting about like who I was dating, like, I don't care if it gets out, but I just, you know, I'm married now, but like, you've known that for years. Like you've known a lot about me for years and probably a lot of other contestants. um, And I know like you've come to me at times and been like, I've heard this about you or X about you and you haven't yeah. posted it and and this was probably more so back when during the bachelor days but um yeah, yeah. no i think that you know I, I i teed you up for that one just because it was kind of a trick question <laughs> well well you know well you know what being honest i did not know i did not know that you were in a two year relationship with the guy that we're talking about i knew that you had yeah. i knew that you were seeing him you hung out with him a lot i probably kept it close and, to the vest and I, I guess I didn't know the extent of it, but I knew you were very, very, uh, I knew you were very, very close to him and and, hung out and spent a lot of time with him. I guess I should have put two and two together and been like, well, they must be dating because you wouldn't be spending this much time with him. But I, I you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just, that was, uh, so that was kind of news to me that you, oh, that you said on this podcast and you were in a two year relationship with him. <laughs> But okay, next rapid fire question to you. And these aren't even rapid. And these aren't rapid answers. I know that. But no, that's no, fine. no. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. This is your. Thing. It's got to be weird for you to be on the other side. This is a softball. A uh, favorite emoji. Honestly, I'm not an emoji guy at all. That's a the perfect only t- answer. Yeah, I don't send emojis unless it's like literally I'm making fun of the fact that about guys that use emojis. I just, if a girl, if a girl sends me something, even a girl that I'm into, I'm not sending back emojis with hearts on them or I just, I'm not an emoji guy at all. all. That should be your, your merch, Uh, not an emoji (laughs) guy. Okay. And obviously we did some of these on yours, but uh, we already talked about your celebrity crush. So we can skip that one. Blondes or brunettes? I've never been, I, I've been out with both. I, I mean, if, if you take my, I've had six or seven, I always forget, six or seven serious relationships in my life. If you took the, if you just narrowed it down to the, those, my most serious relationships, it would, it would uh, lean towards brunettes. Okay. Cause I think, right. cause I think I've only did, I think only two were blonde and five were brunettes. So I guess, but I don't have a preference. If someone was blonde and I was interested in them, I wouldn't be like, nah, they're right. blonde. I just, not my type. No, not at all. I'm, I like all colors of classy, hair. Classy <laughs> answer. I love that. Okay. So this is a bachelor question. Jesse Palmer or Chris Harrison host wise. Oh, as a host of the show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all I mean, things taken them, out. I think neither of them do much. But I do think that Jesse seems to be more involved, at least on screen, that we've seen. Like him, when Gary got out of dumping Leslie and and Jesse's there to give him a hug. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Chris Harrison did that. I just don't remember. It wasn't, it didn't ever stuck out to me that he did that. And it, I noticed that right away when Gary was literally in tears and Jesse's giving him a hug and they sit down and talk about it. I I know that there are a lot of, Chris Harrison chatting with the lead that gets edited out of the show. I, I understand that, but I'll go with Jesse Palmer. Okay. There we have it. People 
uh, yes. <laughs> and then we all know anybody who listens to sh- you're a major Taylor Swift fan. So am I. Yeah. I love her new song. Do you think that Taylor Swift is going to make it to the altar with Travis Kelsey? Zero chance. None. Okay. No. <laughs> Final answer. Love that. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of questions, Steve. Do you yeah. have a reoccurring dream? Oh, yeah. No, I've talked about this on my podcast numerous times. I have four. What? I have four dreams that I want to say. I mean, I, I should probably write it down, but there's four dreams that I have that happen absolutely numerous times a year. One is it's senior year of college. I'm almost graduating and I find out I haven't attended one. There's one class I haven't attended all semester. I've had that. There is, the worst. There is um, going back to my radio days, I'm on the radio, the mic gets turned on and I have no idea what to say. I'm just clueless. I'm just like totally blanking. Um, the other one, and, and so uh, some of these are actually somewhat similar. The third one is, um, oh, I just had, oh, a lot uh, bringing me back to my high school basketball days. Either I'm myself now showing back up, but I still have eligibility to play as a 48 year old <laughs> man. There's that. Um, me being with old teammates back at the games, um, playing in those games, but knowing what I'd already went through, just weird stuff involving my high school basketball career. And then the fourth one is, and this is kind of goes along with the second one, which is um, stand-up comedy. Like I have a set to give at a stand-up open mic night, or I'm the headliner or whatever the case may be. I'm at a comedy club. It's my turn to go on. And they're saying like, all right, Steve, you're on in five minutes. And I'm like, but I don't have any, I'm, I'm not a comedian. I don't have a set. <laughs> so that's one of them. So those four are just numerous times throughout the year will happen. I should oh. write down how many each one, but I know those four. And that's the only reason I can recite those four because they happen so frequently. And it's just <laughs> weird. Steve, that's like, by the way, you wake up and you feel like, so for me, like I love dream interpretation. Like to me, that's like a, a fear of lack of preparedness. Like, the, okay. Now this, now this isn't a recurring dream, but something that definitely happens frequently is the last person I spoke to on the phone or the last person I was texting before I went to bed inevitably shows up in my dream in some form or fashion. It doesn't have to be, I mean, yes, sometimes it happens to be in more of a uh, sexual nature, but mm. it just, it happens sometimes like that. And then sometimes they just randomly show up in my dream, but it, it does happen constantly if i'm texting someone literally right before bed they will inevitably show up in my dream in some way it's really it's almost like it's almost like like i said it's almost inevitable especially if it's like two in the morning and you've been texting someone for a while and then you put my phone down like they are showing up in my dream in some way you know so how many hours a night do you sleep because i know you do your nightly uh your daily yeah. roundups at night I, i'd be curious to see how many hours a night of sleep do you need do you want or do you get okay i usually don't go to bed till mi- earliest one in the morning Wow. and my dog wakes me up i can't sleep in my dog will not let me sleep in so i usually sleep from one to six thirty. i get up feed the dog let the dog out do some emails go get breakfast or either make breakfast or go get breakfast at a little cafe next to me that opens at 7 a.m. and I'm the first one in there every day and I'm the only one in there every day uh, when I do go. And then I come back, do some emails, and then I 
usually go back to sleep around nine ish. And I sleep from like, sometimes I sleep from like nine to 1030 and other try and get like another hour. And so one to five, one to six 30 is five and a half hours. Then I usually get another hour, hour and a half. And so I sleep about seven hours a night. It's just not, it's just not consecutive. You are like a hard worker. You do this daily, the sports roundup, you do the daily podcast and your weekly, you know, interview podcast. So, and I, and I can't do it early. Like I, I don't start recording that until minimum 1030 at night. I just, I can't do it early unless it's the sports one. Cause usually the sports one, if there's no games I want to cover, I can easily just get to it and record that around six or seven. But my daily roundup, I usually try not to start recording until 11 or 1130 or 10 or 1030, unless it's something that, um, unless I, the whole daily roundup is one topic, then I can pretty much record that whenever, but I like to have a variety of topics in them. Yeah. I don't start recording that till 10 or 1030 takes me about 25 minutes to record and then to label and upload everything takes maybe another 10 minutes. So if I record them back to back every night that, you know, that, um, that record, that sends me to another, it's basically an hour, hour and 15 minutes every night where it's just like, okay. And I usually start that around between 10 and 1030. And then from 1130 until one, I'm usually on my phone scrolling TikTok or getting caught up and watching and binge watching a show from like 1130 to one. Cause my, my body is trained. I don't even know if I laid myself down at 1130 at night, if I'd fall asleep, my body's just not trained right now to go to sleep before one o'clock. So stuff. Do you have a one that got away? I mean, I could look back at my, both my high school sweetheart and my college sweetheart. Number one, my high school sweetheart, I went to her wedding. And we're still friends to this day. She's married. She lives in Orange County. She's got two daughters. We still talk to this day. We usually, she usually calls me on my birthday every year. I call her on her birthday every year. I don't want to sit here and say she's the one that got away. But the only reason that I broke up with her was because I was a 19 year old boy that didn't know anything. You know, I was just like, oh, I want to go to college and do all this and do all that. You know, it's tough to say, like, if, if we would have worked out long term. Um, and same with my college girlfriend. I was just being a, a playboy in college and just being an idiot. Um, there was no reason for me to break up with her three times and get back together with her three times. And she's another one. That's great. We don't talk nearly as much, maybe a Facebook message here and there. Um, but she's so married. Cool. She, li- she lives in Orange County. She's married with uh, a couple boys. Um, I will say this. And I don't know if this woman's listening or not, but... There is somebody within the last three years that I had an amazing weekend with. And I think it's safe to say that she ghosted me after that weekend, but not like I've never spoken to her since that weekend. I just have, I I have been interested in pursuing that since that weekend. And I, in a way I've been ghosted because I have not seen her since that weekend, but I've asked her numerous times to do stuff. And I kind of get the runaround of, Oh my God, that sounds great. Would love to, would love to do this. Would love to do that. And then it just goes nowhere. So I can't say that she's the one that got away. We only spent one weekend together, but I really, really enjoyed my time with her. I really, really wanted to see her again. I asked to see her again on numerous occasions. 
asked to fly her here, asked to fly down there, asked to fly to meet somewhere. And she was always down for it when I brought it up, but then the follow through never happened. So it seems like that's a, that's like a nice form of ghosting. Like she didn't want to let me down and say flat out, no, but that's the way it's been. And it's, it's been a little disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. It's happened. I'm over it, but she is someone that I constantly think it could have worked out, but um, you like think fondly of her. You were excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I was excited to see her again. And, and if you ask me today, I'm really surprised that we have not seen each other. And you can be like, well, maybe she didn't have a fun weekend with you that maybe she didn't have fun that weekend. I, I I'd be shocked. It was, we had a blast. Like, I know if somebody is into me, unless she was just a great actress, I don't know, but um, had a great time. And I'm shocked that uh, two years later, I have not seen her and I've must've asked her to do things at least five or six different times. And I, but I've never like, and maybe I should, maybe I should just be more upfront and maybe I should just lay it out there and be like, look, I have asked you numerous times and we've still never seen each other in two years if you don't ever want to see me, that's fine. But every time the thing that bothers me is every time I've have asked her, she's never said no or, Hey, I'm seeing somebody else or, Hey, it's just not going to work. It's always, Oh my God, I'd love to do that. And then it turns into, okay, well, what if we do this weekend? Uh, Let me check my schedule and stuff like that. And it just turns in and then it just, and then I just end up hearing nothing. And that's, what's frustrating about it. So Let's That's why if I, if, to the appreciation party, Steve. Let's uh, do you, do you not think I've done that? Of course oh, I have. And it, and it, and it turned into on my part. Ugh, sorry. Yeah, and, and it and it turned into uh, oh my god, I'd love to come. And then it's just like when it came down to it, she's asking me, okay, what are the dates? I tell her the dates. She's like, okay, let me check my schedule. And then when she doesn't get back to me about it, I don't want to sit there and be like, hey, did you check your schedule? You said you were going to. Like I just. If she wants to, if she wants to, she will. And I say that about anything in relationships and it just doesn't seem like she wants to. So I'm not going to push it. I mean, I've, I know, yes, I know I said, I asked her five or six times to do different things. And like I said, it's just the frustrating part is being, is not being told. No, just tell me, no, tell me you don't want to hang out with me or tell me you didn't have a good weekend or tell me you're interested in somebody else, but don't keep telling me you'd love to do that again. And you'd love to spend a weekend again, or you'd love to go out to dinner again. And then when I start to make plans, you just disappear. So you got to hit the, the nail on the part. head. That as a friend, I would tell you, you just. But it's also kind of fun to keep the dream alive. I'm, <laughs> I've been there when I was single. Like people, you're like, I ah, just. But like it's like fun to chat with them and like be like, well, maybe it will happen someday. But yeah. I think that is worth you know. Or let let's Facetime. Like you know, I haven't. Hey, I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. Like people do that a lot. Like would love to see you and catch up. I mean. Oh, that's disappointing, Steve. That brings me to my, uh, do you have a guilty pleasure show? Mine was Catfish. And uh, it's like, let's get Neve on the on the case. Like, what's going on in her life that <laughs> got such a big secret where she can't make it happen? Uh, oh, do you have like, a le- guilty pleasure show that you like could just watch all day? Oh, by the way, I left out a completely important part of that story that yeah. I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off air because you'll be okay. like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. And it's. And it I might also have to adds, slap you. <laughs> yeah, it also adds to my frustration about the whole thing about why I haven't seen her in two years. But um, uh, guilty pleasure show that maybe people would be surprised. I talk about all the shows that I watch. I guess I mean people that know me know I still watch wrestling. 
So I guess I'd say that I, I watch WWE on Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. I've watched it ever since sixth grade. Like I've just it's one of these things that I'll never, you know, and I'm not sitting here being like, oh, wrestling's you know, I'm very I'm very well aware of what wrestling is. <laughs> you know, I know they're not um, you know, I know it's not real and it's scripted storylines or whatever, but honestly, it's no different than wrestling is no different than watching a movie or a TV show. They're paid actors. Yeah. Their acting just happens to be they do athletic stunts in a ring and tell a story around it versus you watch a television show and they're just acting and reading lines and playing characters. Wrestlers are doing the same thing. They're playing characters. They just, and it's a scripted drama. It's all predetermined. You know, what's going to happen. Well, the wrestlers do us as the audience. I just find it fascinating because sometimes they can do it really well where they're blurring the line between, wait a second, what's real here and what's, scripted are they do these guys really have a beef with each other or not and sometimes these wrestlers don't like each other and they cross the line sometimes when they're cutting a promo on the other one so that's what i find interesting about wrestling well i will i will tune into that i definitely will and i'm actually (laughs) talking with the bella twins on friday so you could appreciate that oh love the bell love the bella twins i mean they're they were they killed the uh, they were great for women's wrestling and what they did for women's wrestling. They were awesome. Well, I'm ex- they're both from Arizona. We graduated the same year and I'm talking with them right. on Friday and like, I'm not a big WWE, but I'm like, I can really appreciate what they've done. And I've, but I listened to their book and like, I mean, even just like you were saying, like the art of it all, like hearing that they like, I don't know if you heard that they have to like stay in character when they meet fans. I thought that that was like super interesting. I'm like, wait, what? Like if somebody comes up to them, they're supposed to be in character. I think, I think when people just say like, oh my God, you watch wrestling. It just, it's so deeper than that because wrestling isn't just guys hitting another guy with a chair or whatever. It is literally. It's an art. Unscripted drama. And the other thing is the most amazing thing is, and people can call me crazy, but I'm sorry. Monday night raw and Friday night Smackdown are live every week. So not only are these people acting and saying lines, they're doing it live. They can't screw up as opposed to whatever your favorite TV show is. You know how many times they might've screwed up that line. And so these wrestlers have to do everything off the cuff. Everything is live on Monday night. Everything is live on Friday night and they're doing live. And Monday night raw is the longest running television primetime television show in television history. Monday night raw has been on since 1999, every single Monday. There's no off season in wrestling baseball season is six months then they get you know five six months off and nba season goes from november to june and then they get the summer off wrestling is on every single monday night and every single friday night 52 weeks a year they don't get any time off and that's and i it's there's so much more to wrestling than oh my god just a bunch of shirtless oiled up dudes hitting each other with chairs like if that's what you think you have no idea what you're talking about going uh, you know obviously I'm, I'm new to the podcast world and i appreciate your support steve but has anybody ever flaked on you recording uh like last minute if so who um one person did but they it's because they got super sick and i could tell when they called me that they were definitely they didn't want to talk sounding like that mm. but Usually that puts me in a bind, but they went and got me a guest. They said, I can't do it, but I asked, and it was, I, I can even say who this was. Cause I think I talked about it at the time. You remember Prince Lorenzo from oh, the bachelor. Yeah. Yes. Lorenzo Borghese. That was my the best girl, friend's uh, bachelor. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy. Um, Amy Bean, yeah. Okay, so the girl who finished second, Sadie, who does like... Oh, yes, I love her. I've heard, I've yeah, heard she... her on your podcast before, yeah. Yeah, I was set to do with Sadie, and the day was, it was on a Wednesday, and my podcast comes out on Thursday, and she said, I cannot do it. And she called me, and she said she was really sick. She goes, but I called Lorenzo, and Lorenzo said he would do it. And so I recorded with Lorenzo that day, and then Sadie came on uh, the next week. Even better. So, uh, yeah. That's a good get. That was really, I was, I think that was really cool. I mean, this is probably, this is pre COVID. So this was definitely four or five years ago, but yeah, it was really cool of her to do that. Cause she didn't have to, she was really, she really felt like she put me out. And at that time, I mean, I didn't, I don't know. Um, this is before like podcasting was like really, you know, it's like, it was, yeah, before it was, yeah, before it was super huge. I had been doing it for probably two or three years, but still for her to say like, I can't do it, but I've got a guest for you. Um, yeah, no, that was, uh, she was great um, to, to do that for me. So yeah. Uh, Sadie, why am I forgetting Sadie's last name? She does, she does a lot of makeup stuff and oh on, yeah, like sell stuff on TV and stuff. I could she, use some of that in my life. My makeup game is not strong, but I listened to her <laughs> on your podcast before and she was like super entertaining. So, well, that's yeah, cool. No, I've had great. some people flake in the moment actually. Um, you know who sh- uh, flaked on me is Shanae and I had to get her approved and it was like I had my questions ready I was ready to go and it was like hit the zoom and it was like hey sorry I'm just now seeing this like followed up the night before not to call her out she's pregnant with a baby but I would love to get her on no hard feelings but I was just like oh man I'm disappointed you know what did she, she just said I don't want to do it like once you contacted her and she responded I was in the she, Zoom, like she confirmed the night before and I was in the Zoom and I was like ready to go. And then I was like, hey, are you coming? Like it was like five minutes went by, 10 minutes went by. And it was like, sorry, like, uh, can we reschedule? Like, and I was like, oh, ah, like I thought we had this planned. Did you ever reschedule with her or that's when I've you tried, found out I've tried. And mm-hmm. then no, this was like long before that. But I, I feel like I've taken so much of your time of. Uh, and you yeah, I've got me, all the time in the world. What other oh, juicy ones do you have? <laughs> I got um so I love podcasting, but um you can pass on this if you want, but on an average, how many downloads or listens do you get? Are we talking hundred thousands? Are we talking thousands? Well, because the da- because I do a daily um that kind of screwed everything up. Um in terms of when I was only doing one podcast a week, I it was e- it was easy to figure out like how many my weekly podcast my Thursday podcast got but now when you know I, I pitch it to advertisers or whatever I have to sell it as a package like how many downloads and I basically get yeah I get five hundred thousand downloads a month oh <gasps> wow we so about yeah about six million a year is what I um on the average basis ever I'm saying ever since I started the daily roundup. So since July of 2022. So for the last 18 months, I've never had a month where I've gotten less than 500,000 downloads. Steve. So that's oh, where well, I'm at. I, I, that's a personal question. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <laughs> thank you for sharing because I'm aspiring podcaster and like my highest listened podcast was yours last season. So I appreciate you jumping on with me, but I think I had like maybe 30,000 downloads just to give the listeners like a frame of reference. And that but was you like, also only do one a week, right? 
I do one a week. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm so. So I basically do. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I basically do what? Six a week. I do five daily roundups and a Thursday podcast. So I do six a week. I do 24 podcasts a month, roughly a four week month. Um, yeah. And it's in, in 500,000. So, you know, do the math or whatever. I can't even. Yeah. Carry my head. the two. You do the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're I'm a just machine. Like, uh, and that's why you only sleep five hours and then another extra hour and a half <laughs> later in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that. It's like a personal question. I always hate asking those, but, um, and we talked about our fat favorite fast food restaurants and a little softball here. What's your go-to junk food splurge? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you can only pick one. Don't give me three. I, Just I can only pick one. To, gun to your head, Steve. Favorite fast food, like go to, you have $15 to spend. <laughs> Ready, set, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I might say, uh, I might say Burger King. I might say a double Whopper with cheese. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm salivating. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I just, of all the burgers, you know, I, I think, I think of the fast food places. I really like Burger King's burgers the best. So, uh, a Burger King, a, a double Whopper with cheese, fries, and a drink would be. Uh, you guys, I'm. Would salivating. probably be my go-to. So you, you yeah. do the meal. You, it's never just. The yeah, burger. I always. You, yeah, no, I always get the meal. Although you know, you say that, and I'm just like, well, wait a second. How can I not say a number one from In and Out, a double double with cheese, no onions, and fries and a drink? Like those two, uh, burger wise. Like, I was I wasn't associating In and Out with the chains, the the Wendy's, the McDonald's, the Burger Kings, right. the Jack They're a little boxes. bit like, more elevated. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, is burger, it fast food? Like this is guilt yeah. free. <laughs> is is isn't In and Out a little more bougie than than yeah. you know? It's like a step up, but yeah, of the chain ones like that, like the ones in that class, I'd say uh, double uh, you know um, double Whopper with cheese. Okay, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Um, yeah. Aren't they the ones that put a little mayonnaise on their burger? Oh, yeah, they do. They have mayonnaise. They have, like, I, I get the whole thing. that's what sets them apart. I, I just have to say, I think that sets them apart from other burgers. Like, yeah. Not see, I don't, see, I'm not a huge that. mayonnaise guy, but I will have it when I get that burger. I won't take it off. I'll leave it on when I get that burger. But other places that put mayonnaise on, I'm just like, no. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it Not is. Not today, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about it on your podcast. Go listen to the rapid on his uh Thanksgiving podcast. Mine is Jack in the Box Tacos. I almost sent you a picture yeah. of my bag of tacos this weekend. It was massive. And I was like, I don't want to see the evidence the next day. But my husband and I, we got like eight or ten tacos this weekend. <laughs> Oh, with their beef, with their beef paste, beef paste. And I have a drawer full of the, you know, the hot sauce. But um, have you ever have you ever stood there when you when you go in and actually order them from there? I mean, you can see the kitchen from the counter. Mm-hmm. You see that the, the the beef is literally in a in a in a gun and they just and they just <laughs> shoot it into. The, it's Steve, not if you're like, ruining it for me. That'd be like if you heard the mayonnaise is coming out of a gun <laughs> on your Whopper. I haven't usually, seen that. I always go ta- like drive through. At le- oh, at least at Taco Bell or Del Taco, when you see them making the tacos, they have like there's a there's a there's a there's a bin that has the beef in it. They take a spoon and they take a spoon and you know grab it some of the beef and they put it in the taco. Nope, not a jack in the box. It's literally the paste is in a tube and they just shoot it out like a gun into the, into the- 
<laughs> into the tacos. I hope they're cleaning yeah. that gun. Uh, uh, oh God. Okay. Yeah, so it tastes. I, yeah, it tastes so good. It's That's so a crazy good thing. when it hits your lips. Yeah, I know. God, I'm tickled. My stomach hurts because the baby. Um. Okay, <laughs> so I've got um three questions here. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Do you do you have any pet peeves that come to mind? Oh, geez, so many. <laughs> I just clown question. I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't even. It's a tricky one, right? Because I was like, God, I have a million, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, I know. It's like one of those things where I have a, so like many, but then you're, at, you're put the on moment. the spot and you're like, what's the one? Like there's there's basic ones of, I, I, I just, I, I can't stand people that treat um, people at restaurants poorly like your servers and people that get upset and are basically you know i mean let's for lack of a better phrase this is what kind of where the term karen came from yeah. karen's bother me like no other they're a, bi- a big pet peeve of mine i literally just- called people out and like had unnecessary fights in public like i worked in the restaurant industry and the service industry I, did you ever yeah. work in the restaurant industry <laughs> for three months i was a host <laughs> at olive garden oh Oh, the truth comes out. I was a host for three months the summer before my uh, junior year of college. And I was just a host. I didn't even, I, and I was, I've never been a server my whole life. Did they give I was you a tips? Host. Were you included on no. the tips? Oh, okay. No, I was included. I, you know what I was included on? Because everybody knew that I got a kick out of it and I wanted to do it. Anytime that there was a birthday and the whole wait oh. staff comes <laughs> over and sings to you. They knew to come get me because I loved doing that. I don't know why I thought I got to kick out of it. But we had a whole song that we had to memorize for Olive Garden, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but no, I've never been a server, but I just can't stand when people complain. And just about the most minute stuff, like, oh, yeah. I asked for this, and it's like, really? And it, it's just the tone of their voice, and it's just like, really? This is what's going to bother you today? Like, come on. Just I get it that you ordered something, and they put something on that you may, you maybe even told them, hey, don't do it. You know, I don't want this on it. And it came on it. Fine. Here's something that's a pet peeve. That's literally along the lines of the same thing. Um, I have no problem if I place an order at a restaurant and the waiter or waitress doesn't want to write it down. I'm fine with that. But if you don't write down my order and then you get it wrong, I just, it bothers me, <laughs> you know, cause it's just like your whole job is just to get the order right. And if I'm just, and I'm not sitting here saying, Hey, I want this, but I want this on it, but take this off. And then like a basic order. Yeah. You, you tell the, you tell the waiter or waitress that, and sometimes they just look at you like, all right, cool. I like, I'm like, wow, well, that's great. But if you come back with the wrong order, what was the point of taking my order without writing it down? You know, it's just like, were you trying to impress me or something? Like the whole point is getting it right. So I don't know. That bothers me if, um, and I'll just, I, I, I won't even say anything if they get it wrong. I mean, depends how wrong it is. If they literally give me something that I'm allergic to or something that I'll be like, Hey, I can't have this, but I've always found it interesting that waiters that don't take your order and then end up giving you the wrong thing. I'm like, so the point of you not writing anything down when I was telling you what I wanted was for what reason? So yeah, that kind of bothered me. That's well, a pet peeve of mine. I think eating out is a treat. It's a luxury. It's expensive, right? Like, you know, yeah. it's cheaper to eat at home. And I totally get that. I feel that way, Steve, a hundred percent, especially if I'm eating, like if it's a special occasion and like, you know, there, you're eating with somebody, it's like, 
you just want it to go well, right? You yeah. know, and it's yeah. like, oh, and you're like, oh my God, they're not taking it down. Oh my God, you know, they're going to get it wrong. Like you hope that they don't. Sometimes they don't. But when they do, you're like, Ugh. and then the, there's the people or the friends that you eat with that are like, oh, no, it's fine. It's like, but no, but you, this is a treat. Like this is an expense. Like just get what you, you want people to have what they want. Yeah, no, for sure. It seems to be a very, not just a simple job because you have to deal with a lot of, but my thing, like, like I said, it's not like I'm going to, I'm not, put it this way. If I place an order at a restaurant and the waiter or waitress doesn't write it down and they get it wrong when they deliver me my food, I don't say to them, see, this is what you get for not writing it down. Right, I don't right. put it, I don't put it back in their face. I just say, oh, hey, I would have liked, you know, no onions. I would just say that. I wouldn't call them out for not writing it down. But in my mind, it's a huge pet peeve of mine because I'll, I'll yeah. say it to whoever I'm with. I'm just like, so why didn't they write it down if they were going to get it wrong, you know? <laughs> So <laughs> the lack of preparedness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was a server, uh, a server and a host at um, PF Chang's and I would come home smelling like uh, I was a host most of the part and we got tips. So from like, it was like a, a pot, you know, so the servers and the hosts, it all went into. So I got tips from being a host and my job was like to clean the menus down. I will say to anybody who's listening, the menus and that's a, a host's job. They have a lot of cooties on them. So before yeah. we even opened, my job was to Windex the menus, all of them. Oh, yeah. And then my other job was to make sure that the bathrooms had toilet paper. And I will say the bathrooms are filthy in restaurants and the things that people do, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Because I worked in the restaurant industry, like if I go to the bathroom and you have you can't flush or you can't throw your paper towel in the actual trash bin, that's the host job. And, you know, when you wash your hands and it gets like my job was to go in every 15, 20 minutes and wipe down the counters. So um, oh, I just yeah. have such a respect for the service industry. And uh, so moving on to you, uh, <laughs> I, you asked me on your podcast, I have two more questions because my kids are like bouncing through the door. So you asked me on your podcast, have you thought of any regrets that you have in life? And then I'm going to end you, end you with a softball. Well, bachelor related for sure <clears throat> was my coverage of the Jenna story. Mm. That's been my biggest, uh, that was a huge regret because, you know, I think regardless of if Jenna and Jordan would have ended up making it as a couple, which I don't think uh, both of them have both said since then, it never would have worked out long-term, but that doesn't matter. What, what matters is my reporting is the reason they broke up at that time. And my reporting was, was all wrong it was just based off of uh somebody that i didn't vet very well and so and then carried it on said some really mean things about jenna during the process calling her a liar calling her a platinum blonde a bleach blonde like it was just totally unnecessary That's a different and name. yeah and you know the the one thing that i will say is the what is is that i'm glad that jenna and i are friends to this day friends to the point where i could text her right now and she would text me back. I, I'm sure she, for a couple of years, she probably hated me, but when she finally came to me with the information that I needed to see two years down the road, which was like, it's like a month into COVID, she came on the podcast and I apologized to her. I took down everything from my website that pertained to that story. I let her on my podcast for 90 minutes. We talked about everything. Um, I let her explain herself. Um, I did everything I could because I couldn't, 
I couldn't take back what I had written. It was already out there. You can't change anybody's mind. But in that position, the only thing I could do was apologize, take everything down, say I was wrong and own up to it. And that's what I did. So, uh, but it was a huge regret. I mean, looking back on it, because I'm sure I made her life miserable for a couple of years, you know, for two years. So. Steve, well, that's nice of you to say, honestly, I, I followed a lot. I've listened to every episode since you started and I get it, but yeah, like I'm sure that's cool that you guys can talk now and that's cool. Isn't the right word, but um, you know, it's nice that you guys have like kind of cleared the air because that's yeah. added, and, and you did have a, a bit of a blowback from that. And for sure. And, and I, you know what? The other, the other big regret obviously is the whole Demi situation should have never happened. It was dumb on my part. Um, and again, um, it's not like I could bring Demi on the podcast at that point to do what I did with Jenna and do it with Demi because Demi wanted no part of me after that, which is totally understandable. But I re- yeah, regret doing that, of course, because that brought on a lot of negative attention and it brought on a lot of negative thoughts and negative opinions and brought on a lot of uh, false stories that came after that. But the Demi situation definitely happened and I regret it. I shouldn't have done it. It was stupid. And, um, you know, um, I apologize to her privately. I apologize to her on the podcast and that's all, you know, I could do at that point. And I, she obviously doesn't want to have anything to do with me and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh God, that's going to be hard, Steve, but you know, I appreciate you being so can candid with me on that ending. Uh, my kids just came bouncing through the door, uh, and I've loved chatting with you, Steve, but, uh, so it's the holiday season and Christmas is coming up. What is your favorite holiday? And are you in the holiday spirit? Is your tree? Up? I, uh, not yet. Um, I'd say, I'd say Christmas is, yeah, it's definitely Christmas just because, well, growing up, it was as a kid, obviously, I think most kids love Christmas that uh, celebrated Christmas. And then there was the whole, um, and then once my niece and nephew came aboard and they were born, it was all about surprising them and what I could do to surprise them every year. I thought that was really cool. So that's fun. That's really it. Now they're older. I don't, the gift, ex, you know, the Christmas gifts aren't what they were uh, when they were in their, you know, six to 10 year old age range. Now they're in college and high school. So it's, you don't even know what to get them at this point. But, um, but yeah, I just like Christmas all around. Just a very fun, festive holiday. The Christmas movies. Oh, my God. We just watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and it was amazing. <laughs> it, it has stood the test of time, Steve. Oh, Go. that's funny that you, watch, you just watched it. I watched it a week ago. It's oh, funny. doesn't it make you happy? It's so good. It's, well, yeah. uh, my kids are here. Joaquin and Paloma are here now, so I had a little yeah. time to carve out with you. <laughs> wait for the party. I cannot wait for the party, and I appreciate your insight and would love to have you back soon. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're isn't your isn't your due date May fourteenth? Is that is that what it is right now? It's is that the Mother's date? Mother's Day. Yeah, it's uh, Steve. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, where can everybody find you? Or do I even need to say that because you are the king of reality? Oh, some might not know, but it's just at Reality Steve is my name on Instagram. It's a name on Twitter. The podcast is the Reality Steve podcast, and then uh, the website is realitysteve.com. Ah, well, gosh, thank you so much, Steve. I can't wait to talk to you again and follow along with Joey's season. Yes, can't wait. 
And that's our show. Huge thanks to Steve for hopping on and dishing with me. Love having him. And until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this has been After Reality.